listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday morning. And you know it, it's Monday, so it's that time of the week for a bit of chinwag with the one and the only Sadia Osmani. Sadia, good to see you. How are you? Good weekend? I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah, lovely weekend. Not too bad at all. Um, good to be back in the studio always. Always you, lovely Laurie. to see you. Yes, I always look forward to our <laughs> chinwags on air and off air. And I'm wondering, what have you got for our listeners well, this morning? Well, this is probably relevant to you and lots of mums out there um, and working mums. Um, it's, a, it's a report that I came across a little while ago, actually. And this is actually a report that was done in the UK. And it's about the kind of trials and tribulations, really, of working mums and some of the uh, some of the things that have come out about some of the pressures that they face. And I'm sure Noreen and myself, I'm really, you know, because I've been a working mum for a very long time as well. My kids are, are now much older and obviously you're going through where you've got younger children. Um, and this isn't a subject where... You know, if some men are listening, they think, oh, well, there's nothing to do with me. I don't need to listen to this. It is absolutely relevant to you. So please do um, listen. So this new report in the UK um, was basically saying something like that seven out of 10 working mums in the UK feel that they've suffered discrimination or negative treatment in the workplace due to being a mother. And 25% of them feel less valued since having a child. Um, now, you know, this can come in all sorts of shapes and forms, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you get, like, verbally from somebody, but just by people's attitudes. And I think it's just this understanding to, to know that, like, you know, uh, people, who, you know, women who've just had families that have just had new, new babies... There's a huge, uh, you know, there's just so much involved in it. There's such a big shift and nothing or nobody can fully prepare you from sort of being a single gal and then newly married where you're just going through that bliss and then you introduce a new baby into the family. And on top of that, you've just got to continue um, to operate um, and the lack of sleep. And, yeah, you, and you're just learning how to navigate through, you know, this new role of somebody who constantly demands from you because they're a baby. Mm. Um, and it's it, it throws you off your feet. I mean, certainly I experienced it. Mm. And speaking to a lot of my friends, oh, it's it's really it, and it can be quite tough for for some people with, you know, if you've got poor mental health to begin with, yeah, yeah, it can absolutely. really just sort of tip you over the edge. And it's and it's certainly tough, I think, you know, um, this is obviously a report from the UK, but if you also take in different cultural aspects, which we can talk about in a oh, minute, yeah. too, that these the things pressures. can have a huge pressure. Sure. This actual report was commissioned by Maltesers, which is the chocolate brand, you know. <laughs> so I wonder, I was looking at the correlation between that, that, you know, why Stress you eating and, also, and, um, and, and they also identified that more than half the mums say they need more help from employers and colleagues to be working mums if they want to be. In the UK, three in four mothers with dependent children are in work. Yet the research in which more than 2,000 working mums and dads were interviewed, as well as parenting and workplace experts, reveals that the extent of the challenges working mums face from finding affordable and appropriate childcare to coping with work cultures that don't acknowledge their caring commitments. I think in in that respect, you know, in Hong Kong, we are very, very fortunate. And, and I would have loved this if I if had had kids, you know, in Hong Kong, certainly that you have helpers and they are a godsend. Absolutely. And, and, and I feel like, you know, they should be seriously, they are ones that are keeping the the, 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 the economy, wheels, the wheels the moving. The economy going as well. You know, we I wouldn't be them. here. 
I wouldn't be here having this no, conversation you with you. You owe them so much. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough appreciation for just how much the helpers can help you, <coughs> and especially if you've had a new baby. So the report itself, it's called Let's Lighten the Load, shows that many of the burdens of juggling work and home life still fall on working mums. This is kind of a bit of a default, I think. It always happens that no matter what, yes, your husband, your spouse, your partner, whatever, can help you as much as possible. But the major cultural shift in the workplace happens at home. And in society, a lot of people actually feel that, you know, at the end of the day, it's dependent upon the mum who's going to do some of these things. It I mean, a lot of them. The, exactly. A lot of the times I have to take, you know, half days here and there, a few hours here and there. I have to take it off mm. my, my mm. own sort of annual leave to take my kids for their, you know, ear appointment yeah. or I have to ENT or all sorts of things. Having said that, I've got to say I'm really lucky. Like Andy is superb. He and, and, and he, he works in a really good place where his employers some flexibility. are very, very understanding and very, very flexible you know you come in maybe a couple of hours later and then you just work a couple of, yeah. so there's that flex or mature, you take work home there's yeah. a mature view on these things especially now i think since we've all gone covid and all sorts we've all worked at home and i think at the end of the day if you're doing what you have to do then sometimes you a little bit of give I mean, there are times actually where employers may say, look, we need you to work a bit longer, we need you to do this. But the same flexibility should be available, certainly as a working mum or, or a working dad who's got to take responsibility. So I was just looking actually at some of the kind of pressures and in different countries. For instance, in the United States, working mothers report feeling pressure to balance their work and family responsibilities. According to a 2019 study, 77% of working mothers said they felt the pressure to be perfect at both work and home. Wow, that's which a is, big Which pressure. is huge pressure, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in the United Kingdom, a 2018 survey found that 42% of working mothers felt guilty about not spending enough time with their children, while 40% felt guilty about not being able to contribute financially to their household. I always feel guilty for not spending enough time with, with my kids. Mm. Uh, you know, I always mm. f f feel like that. But at the same time, then I tell myself it's quad, you know, it's quality over yeah. quantity. And and here's the truth, you know, I you know, I, I love my helper. I would say I love her. You know, she helps out so much and she does so much, you know, for the house. She does all the cooking and all the cleaning, mm. you know, um changing the bed sheets, all the stuff that, you know, one may not really want to do. But at the end of the day, it comes down to myself and my husband to parent the kids. Yeah. You know, we we have to check their homework. We do yeah. their homework with them. We're the ones who wake up to do the night feeds, rightly so, because they're our children. Yeah. Um so, you know, it, it doesn't, it it's doesn't amazing, just stop though, there. It's amazing, though, isn't it? That, yeah. that work, obviously, that's, that allows working mums here to work because all of I mean, that I don't extra to, stuff exactly. is taken care of. I don't have to do of. the bed sheets and yeah, yeah. I don't have to, you know, yeah. cook dinner. And that that yeah. actually that allows me time to give that. them a bath. Exactly. Yeah. To, yeah. I remember juggling and certainly in places like uh, in the US and in UK and stuff so it's very expensive to to get childcare and it's and, and and you almost like some people actually work full time only to to, to cover yeah. the childcare because at the end of the day what they are working for 
is they are covering the, the, the cost of that, but they're working for their own mental stability sometimes because they just need to get out too. Because just not away every, from it, yeah. Not everyone is going is okay 100% to spend that time looking after children. They perhaps, even if they have a very important job too, sure. they perhaps need to get back. So um, I was looking at other countries too. In India, for instance, working mothers face pressure to conform to traditional gender roles and expectations. And a 2021 study found that 60% of Indian working mothers reported feeling judged by society for not prioritizing their family over their career. And some of the stigmas, for instance, in Japan, working mothers face a maternity harassment stigma, right? Which refers to discrimination and harassment that they may face in the workplace due to their pregnancy or motherhood status. So a 2019 survey found that 40% of Japanese working mothers had experienced maternity harassment. Um, And moving on to in in Nigeria, for instance, working mothers may face stigma and discrimination due to cultural beliefs about gender roles and motherhood. So a 2017 study found that Nigerian working mothers reported feeling judged by their colleagues and supervisors for working outside the home. Now, in Sweden, a country known for its family-friendly policies, working mothers may still face stigma and discrimination in the workplace. And a 2019 study found that Swedish working mothers were more likely than working fathers to report experiencing discrimination or harassment at work. It's quite interesting, but you know, even way in there some of some the most awful, progressive places, it seems like there. there is still, there are sort of like, for instance, in Canada, there are sort of certain health concerns that mothers may experience like higher levels of stress and burnout than their male counterparts. 2019 study found that Canadian working mothers reported higher levels of work family conflict and emotional exhaustion compared to working fathers. And in South Africa, working mothers may face health risks due to long working hours and lack of access to health care. A 2018 study found that South African working mothers who worked long hours were more likely to report poor physical and mental health outcomes. And finally, in Brazil, working mothers face challenges in accessing maternal and child health care services. So the 2019 study there found that Brazilian working mothers reported lower rates of prenatal care and higher rates of postpartum depression than non-working mothers. So interesting really quite interesting statistics here but but you know for for men in the workplace you know it is very much it is a male dominated place still there's only 30 30 of women who feel less understood and valued after becoming a mum and um and you know they get over overwhelmed by work and family 79 percent say they feel guilty for not spending enough time with their children 56 percent feel guilty about not working enough because they have to get home early or whatever. So it is like huge pressures on families. I mean, it really is. And I, and I think next time, you know, somebody... If only the work day was like shorter or like maybe... or it should you, be flexi hours, really. Flexi hours, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, it'd be really, really good if then you could leave a little bit earlier in the afternoon, spend that evening time with the kids and then just pick it up, you know, yeah. just work a little bit more from like, you know, um, 8 till 10.30 yeah. and then go to bed at 10.30. I, I don't know. I, I don't they, know. And, and I think what happens is that people then change the way they work. They said that like about 73% have sat 
sacrificed elements of a job that they previously enjoyed yeah. because they just feel like they can't fit it in. And 81% find themselves rearranging sort of schedules constantly in and just outside of work. Just to fit everything, yeah. yeah. And, and I think 72% of mums said that they do most of all the chores and childcare when they are actually doing it. So in a way, it happens that maybe the males, uh, you know, the partners uh, carry on what they're doing eventually. They may be there for the first couple of weeks and stuff, but then that seems to take the priority. Maybe they're the bigger bread women. I, I mean, it always comes back to this, that, but I earn more than you and I need to be out that type thing. But yeah. it's like, that that's, is a job in that's itself, BS. too. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, it's an equal partnership. You know, I, I don't think there's such thing as like a 50-50 give. Yeah. You know, what about uh, people's time? You know, if time is money, mm. um, then, you know, who's compensating me for my time? Yeah, 13% yeah. of dads actually surveyed agreed that their partners do most of all of these tasks. Okay. So yeah. that's the 13% who are willing to speak about it. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we're very lucky then. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, I think. So, so I suppose you know partner. it's worth just thinking about. There are, you know, the flexibility about the pros and cons. Research also reveals that ninety-two percent of mums want their employees to consider offering some form of flexibility, as you said earlier on. You know, in start and finish times, and I think that would be good. I think there's a lot of that that goes on in, in the UK. Lots of people are working flexi time, um, and and women especially, they they come in a bit later or they come in a bit earlier yeah. and they leave uh, earlier. Well, to my friends who are working in like the NGO sector, for example, mm. um, they work from home and they have like a lot of flexibility mm. into, because they understand that mm. sometimes um, you just. So, Noreen, I think you should go home now. And yeah. just go in. <laughs> I think, you know, we need to put a banner up and just say Noreen's out now for the day. Um, <laughs> but, I'm, I, I, but I consider myself very lucky. I, I think, you know, I think I'm able to work quickly. You know, it's all about working smart because you can drag it's it out. It's managing your time. It's as managing well. your time. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when you're in your 20s and you've got nowhere to go really, you're happy to stay the office till about yeah. you know yeah. seven or eight o'clock but now you just want to be out the door yeah. um, as soon as possible well, it's just a natural just finish, it's yeah. a natural progression isn't it and i think it all depends on how much time you have and things like that obviously when you're first starting your career and you, you've, you've got, got to, got to devote in. you've got to put your time Absolutely. in so that's where i suppose if you do start your career and you end up getting married quite early or you have children early then that may be something that's going to come in the way and it's going to create more pressures yeah so, you know timing is is crucial i suppose so but at the same time then your kids will grow up faster well not faster it's, uh, but eventually then, when you eventually, reach that stage exactly, where you really you need to back. work yeah. yeah so it's all it's it's all it's relative complicated, isn't it? it is you can't win <laughs> <laughs> well sadia thank you so much for, for another wonderful chinwag today and i look forward to uh, more chats with you next week thank you very much thanks
Sorry. 